0: you're listening to the Don't Suffer Like Us podcast hosted by Kimberly Fujitaki and Thea Pascal.
1: Hi, I'm Kimberly Fujitaki and I'm Thea Pascal
2: and we are going to talk today on our special pandemic episode of Don't Suffer Like Us about coping with social isolation. So, many of us right now are who are in America are facing the COVID-19 epidemic, uh, pandemic, and we are all in social isolation, or we should be at least. And so it's important for us to find strategies on how to cope with this isolation, especially if you're an extroverted type person who needs that interaction and needs those um, connections. So we're gonna talk about that today.
1: Yes. And social isolation doesn't have to mean loneliness or no social contact. It just means you can't be with people physically right now that reside outside of your home, unless you work in a field in which you have no choice, like a first responder, nurses, doctors, people working in grocery stores, delivery people. But the rest of us that don't have jobs that require us to be front and center, it's... We have to take time and isolate ourselves so that we can help those who are most vulnerable in our society not fall prey to this virus.
2: And so um, some things that people or that I'm feeling, you know, in social isolation is just the challenges of of finding normalcy, be able to, you know, really um, feel like there's, a grounded sensation in the body when there's so much unknown and there's so many challenging experiences right now for so many people around us. Social isolation can be really challenging and bring up a lot of different things for different people. And right now with this going
1: on, it's really hard to determine what day it is. Right? (laughs) Because, you know, for most of us, we have clients, we have students that we're seeing on an everyday basis or seeing people on an everyday basis, and now we're seeing the people in
2: our home. Yeah. What day is it today, Theo? I think it's Monday. Monday. (laughs) (laughs) I have to look at my computer. Yeah, so, you know, everybody is having different challenges, and, and, you know, some people might not even feel challenged by this. Like, there's a, a bit of, normalcy for me you know I work a lot from home I'm self-employed so I do a lot of things where I'm not in a large group of people all of the time obviously my group classes and my yoga classes in schools and with children have stopped so that's really different but other aspects of my business are kind of the same or about the same and I'm still trying to keep that routine of being able to be effective and purposeful, even when things just feel like they're, like, blending together. Yeah, and that's also,
1: in our, um, our live podcast, I talked about part of offering those classes also gives me a sense of, of time.
2: Yeah, a routine to be able to, like, get up get dressed, you know, move your body, eat food, like those things, if we're not doing those things to take care of ourselves and just kind of like slugging off into, it can be somewhat depressing, you know, feeling, especially if you're not used to being, you know, home, um, not having a routine and just kind of letting everything blend together. It can be really disjointing to the body. Mm -hmm.
1: And, like, for Kimberly and I, we're not only co-hosts of a podcast. We're also friends. And so we've been doing our yoga practice individually, not with each other, but around the same time, and then comparing notes,
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, just having that connection of of like knowing that somebody's doing something around the same time as you like can be really helpful in reminding yourself like you aren't alone like, reach out, especially, you know, I call my mom all the time, because she needs that support from me, she feels really lonely when she doesn't, you know, see my face, and, and so, you know, I try to FaceTime her, and talk to her, and, you know, my grandparents, and people that I care about, because that being able to see somebody and luckily we have the technology now where it's much easier for us to be able to connect with people even if we're not, you know, in the same room. Like Thea and I are recording this podcast over a video conferencing, you know, platform, but that gives us the opportunity to still kind of be together and do it, you know, but not necessarily be in the same room like we would normally be.
1: Yes. And we're definitely not in the same room. We're not even in the same county. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, part of it is just finding the new normal until things shift. And then humans are extremely resilient, even though right now is a really heightened stress time. As things shift and more things become known, a lot of things will become easier to deal with. And once we have more of a clearer date, when we can get back into the swing of things, That'll bring comfort, too. So right now, what we have to do is create a routine. I get dressed every day. Do you, Kimberly?
2: Yes. <laughs> no, I go for a walk outside in my neighborhood, just around, like, close and social distancing, obviously, um, but just to, like, get fresh air. And I've been taking pictures of random flowers, which helps me um, just feel more grounded, you know? So getting dressed is, yeah, it's important. To me.
1: Yeah. And then we've been, with the exception of yesterday, because I was doing a teacher training through an online platform due to us having to do social distancing. We didn't do yoga together yesterday, but we've done yoga together for what, at least six days over the past, even though we're not even seeing each other. It's just that sense of camaraderie. And so we can do our exercise alone, or we could just Use a friend to be like, hey, I'm going to do this. Let's do this. And let's compare how our bodies feel, how we responded to that teaching, whether we're doing it on our own, our own way, without any teaching whatsoever. We just have this time. And then also remember to eat. Anxiety increases when blood sugar drops.
2: Yeah. And just being able to have something, you know, just like sitting down to eat a meal can be comforting for some people. And Mm -hmm. so having the opportunity to, you know, do the best you can with, with having meals and, and sitting down to enjoy them. And, you know, there's a lot of food scarcity going on right now. You know, Mm -hmm. LAUSD has children who are out of school, who are, who, you know, went to school and those meals were really important for Mm -hmm. them to be provided. And so, you know, they're, hopefully in spaces that you're in if that's something that's going on that your communities are pulling together there's a lot of um, grab and go facilities that are offering free you know lunches and breakfast two meals a day that you can go and pick up for your family so you know if you have kids in the in the school system that could be something that supports you through this and getting a routine of like going and picking it up and so that you have you know healthy things for you to eat Mm-hmm. and your children
1: yeah and then connection as Kimberly said we're doing this through a video conferencing platform she talks to her mom every day she talks to her nieces and her sister and everybody in her family um and I talk to her and I talk to other people as well through texting through And I hate to text. You know how much I like you if I'll text you.
2: (laughs) So I have a lot of communication going on that way, phone calls. Making cards or, you know, writing letters, like that might be really nice to be able to do that. I think that, you know, having little projects can be helpful to keep your mind off of things that are challenging you right now.
1: And a lot of people are creating different online communities right now to connect, for example, I'm a member of a women's writing group, and so we usually only get together once a month and we have submission parties where we submit our work. And what we've been doing during this pandemic is for the last three weeks, is getting together at 10.30 on Saturdays and making our goals regarding our writing, regarding our submissions, and sharing what we're proud of in the week. And this past call, there were 14 people the call before that there was only two people so there's these spaces and places where we can gather and have connection that aren't where we normally would meet, probably
2: yeah and it's you know it's it's also being vulnerable to to reach out to people you know if you need support like you can talk to someone. There's lots of hotlines also now where if you're feeling, you know, depressed or you're having anxiety over the current situation, like there are options for us to talk to people, to create more community, to have professional help if we need it, if we need that guidance. And I think that there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's mm-hmm. really something important to acknowledge when we you know, are, are, are being challenged in a certain way that we might need a little bit of extra help or support in.
1: Yeah, and doctors and therapists are doing telehealth. Exactly. There's so many resources right now. And so even though it may feel kind of bleak, just know that they're out there. And mm-hmm. also part of the way we can deal with this is through mindfulness and acknowledging it's temporary. A lot of times people like to think of Aparigraha, which is one of the yamas set by Patanjali as detachment but it's not detachment it's acknowledging things are temporary and while they're in our possession while they're in our presence while they're part of our life we acknowledge that they exist but also know that it's temporary and it passes whether it's you know our life is like that if we're eating an apple an apples like that an apple only lasts so long we don't expect the apple to last forever as we're eating it Right. So even the mundane, it's, it's temporary. It just feels really heavy right now. And it is heavy, but in reality, it's going to pass like past pandemics have
2: as well. And so as we like feel this mindfulness, you know, part of a mindfulness practice is like acknowledging your feelings without judgment, without judging yourself all the time about the way you're feeling. You know, I think that, so many of us can benefit from the practice of mindfulness and acknowledging our feelings and what's happening, because it's going to help us to not feel so overburdened and overwhelmed by everything that's occurring. You know, so if we can acknowledge how we're feeling without judging ourselves, it can be really helpful in in progressing and moving and in moving into the moment, so that we don't feel like oh, I'm not allowed to feel this, I should be so grateful, I should, all these things, It's it just makes it really challenging. So just having that acknowledgement of feeling, you know, and sitting with it, which can be really uncomfortable, um, can be helpful in our, in our progression and getting through this. Mm-hmm.
1: Even if it's just a slight feeling at first, if we just keep pressing it down, pressing it down, pressing down, it's like shaking up a bottle of Sparkling water or soda, eventually, if you keep shaking it, it's going to explode. If you gently turn the cap before you even shake it, that air is going to just easily release, right? So, we want to make sure we're not just shaking our bottles of product and, you know, waiting for that explosion because then that takes what was slightly uncomfortable and makes it large and harder to deal with because now there's the shrapnel associated with that that sense of you know bottling it up and then it just goes everywhere because you can't control it once you've held it so tightly for so long so it sucks right now so if you're like it sucks acknowledge that it sucks versus well you know spiritually bypassing yourself and like well it'll get better it'll get better we know that we're resilient we know it'll get better but right now it sucks and it's okay to feel that
2: yeah and so, you know, as you as you understand yourself through this mindfulness practice, you know, mindfulness practice can also be, you know, part of your your yoga practice. What are you doing to breathe and move your body and connect to those feelings of the present moment? But you can also use mindfulness to encourage the hobbies and the things that you really like that help you to feel more of yourself, to take care of yourself. So certain hobbies that I like to do, uh, for me you know, I'm a chef also. So cooking is comforting to me. And I know that for a lot of people it's not comforting. Like my sister is very, very disrupted by the idea of having to cook every day for her family. You know, it's like, it's, everybody has something different. So I was thinking, I just looked in my closet and I was like, oh, I have my rollerblades. I should go rollerblading, like just down the street, you know, for a little bit. Like, but thinking about the hobbies that help you, obviously the ones that you can do from social distancing and and your home is going to be the most beneficial right now. But just thinking about some of those things, you know, that can help you be in this moment and and embrace it right now, you know, that can be helpful too.
1: And along the lines of hobbies, when you do something with your hands, whether that's cooking, gardening painting, um, knitting, sewing, just something with your hands. That can be very grounding because it takes more attention, especially if it's something that you don't do every single day, because it requires you to be in the now and the present. And if you're crocheting a blanket, let's say, do people crochet blankets? If you're knitting a blanket, it's okay.
2: Okay.
1: If you're crocheting a blanket, it's going to be different than a scarf or different than a doily. I don't know what people crochet. and I should have used a different <laughs> metaphor. But each pattern requires a different level of mindfulness. Even if you know the movements by heart, the design requires
2: thought. Right. You, every painting, you know, Thea creates tons of art. And so, you know, every painting or everything that you're, you know, things that you're photographing or, or what hobbies maybe you haven't even been able to to consider now all of a sudden you're stuck at your house and you have to think like oh what should I do you know like tons of people are all of a sudden gardening we were sanding our back porch like things that I wouldn't think that I would be doing I'm doing now because I gotta find something to keep me not crazy yeah my (laughs) my husband started scrubbing the kitchen I mean, he yeah. he contributes a lot to the
1: housework, but he doesn't usually scrub the kitchen. That was unusual. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think there's things that we just need to do to feel a sense of order mm-hmm. and a sense of like, okay, not everything's going to crap in a handbasket.
2: And also when you're busy, you have less time to be in your mm-hmm. mind all the mm-hmm. time, you know, like just thinking about thinking, 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 like, what does our yoga practice do? It it brings us into our body, right? So like mm-hmm. grounding sensation of like being in like, am I okay right now? Or is it just like my head thinking about all of these crazy things? You know, that that's why, you know, the movement that can be really important or doing something, giving yourself something to, you know, to to be hands-on with can be beneficial in realizing like we're gonna survive this it's it's gonna stop (laughs) yeah
1: we'll be able to touch our faces
2: again (laughs) (laughs) that's the hardest thing I think (laughs) and I have really chronic seasonal allergies so it's like I saw a meme that was like it would be great if my seasonal allergies would make me not feel like I'm worried every day that I'm catching the coronavirus, you know, (laughs) like, I Mm -hmm. wouldn't really like that to, uh, diminish a little bit, but, you know, like bringing some, you know, this is a horrible situation, but, you know, Thea and I, we like laughter. We like to, you know, connect in a way that is joyful because it's important to us to keep us going and to keep us, you know, of service to others. Life is too hard to not laugh
1: occasionally, at least.
2: Exactly.
1: (laughs) So, you know, just remembering that you just want to look at ways that you can create a routine, ways that you can continue to connect, and being mindful through this time. And that'll help you the sensations and feelings of being isolated. Just because you're practicing social distancing and self-isolation doesn't mean that you have to be lonely
2: or alone. So I hope you feel a little less alone hearing some of the things that we're going through. And if you need some support or help, please reach out to people. Please share. Um, and if you need something from Thea or I, please let us know. You can always post on social media and we will get back to your questions. So thank you and goodbye. Thank you and bye.
0: Don't forget to join us next week for another episode of Don't Suffer Like Us. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Don't Suffer Like Us to join the conversation. For more information regarding Kimberly Fujitaki's Little Heroes Yoga Teacher Training, visit www.littleheroesyoga.com. If you are interested in finding out more about Yoga Nidra and Guided Imagery Teacher Training with Thea Paschel, visit www.theapaschel.com backslash teacher training. Sign up for module one to learn the craft and skill of leading amazing meditation sessions or sign up for the entire 85 hour journey beginning February 28th in North Orange County, California. Thank you for listening.